I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, July 20th, 2020. I'm Trey Yinks. Coronavirus outbreaks continue to overwhelm medical systems around the world as other key stories develop. Any border disputes, and currently in the world there are over 100 ones, cause a lot of attention and escalation and death and poverty and grief to all countries involved and the countries in close proximity to them. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. More than 600,000 people around the world have died of COVID-19 since the pandemic began. This has more than a quarter million people tested positive in the past 24 hours alone. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer, about important stories over the past few months not related to the virus. Each Monday, we'll have the news you may have missed amid the coronavirus pandemic, starting first with COVID-19 updates. Brazil continues to trail the United States as the second worst hit country in the world, with more than 2 million total cases. Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, currently has coronavirus, but made a public appearance this weekend before supporters. The Brazilian government has been criticized for their coronavirus response, since strict measures haven't been implemented to slow the spread of COVID-19. Now to India that, like Brazil and the U.S., has more than a million total cases of coronavirus. A number of Indian states are reimposing focused lockdowns to slow community spread, though the outbreak is stretching medical resources in some parts of the country. India's health standards differ from most of the world, and patients are considered free of coronavirus just 10 days after displaying symptoms. Reports indicate residents are not required to take follow-up tests to ensure they are free of the virus before returning to normal life. Finally, in Israel... This weekend, protesters clashed with police in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv over Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's handling of the pandemic. Israel beat the first wave of coronavirus, only to reopen schools and businesses quickly. Now the country has faced multiple days over the past week with nearly 2,000 new cases and will consider closing down restaurants and gyms this coming week. These are all extremely important updates, but there are also other major stories developing around the world. Both Armenia and Azerbaijan um, were part of the Soviet Union, and in 1991, they gained independence. Um, And a year later, um, a very harsh conflict has arised between the two of them, um, causing 32,000 dead and many in thousands that were uh, displaced. This is Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. Uh, We talk about the Nagorno-Karabakh region. And in recent days, we've seen another exchange of fire between Armenia and Azerbaijan over there. Um, at this time, reports uh, suggest that the Armenian forces have uh, opened fire on Azerbaijani positions along the border. Um, so, yeah, it goes back and forth, back and forth. Uh, hopefully it will not um, deteriorate into something bigger despite the threats of uh, the defense minister of Azerbaijan that said that they are going to bomb the atomic energy station, the nuclear uh, power station in Armenia, if they will fire once again. I saw that threat and I, I thought, I mean, that's a really escalating statement by their defense minister. It's also interesting that you have countries like Russia and Turkey getting involved. I saw that TRT was reporting that Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan 
actually said last week that Turkey would stand against any attack on Azerbaijan and that Armenia was not out of its depth in terms of the conflict. And we did see, like I noted before, the Russians offering to step in and mediate. More broadly, while the world is focused on the coronavirus outbreak and each of these countries also focusing on their own outbreaks and ensuring that their populations are healthy, I mean, what's the importance of avoiding a conflict in the region as it relates to these border clashes? Um, first, we have to remember that uh, Turkey has a long-standing story with Armenia. We are all aware of what some people call the Armenian genocide back in the um, 20th century. Um, I think that any border disputes, and currently in the world there are over 100 ones, cause a lot of um, attention and escalation and death and poverty and grief to all countries involved and the countries in close proximity to them. So um, if we are dealing as a world with um, corona right now, the last thing we need are more escalation. Um, and maybe, as we mentioned before in our um, podcast last week, some countries are exploiting the fact that the attention is diverted and then they're trying to reclaim territory, infrastructures, and other uh, resources that are important to them. It's a good transition into our next topic of stories that listeners may have missed amid this coronavirus outbreak. We talked about a little bit, probably around a month ago, the border dispute between India and China. I mean, this is something where we've seen casualties on the ground. You're dealing with nuclear powers. And I thought the New York Times did a nice job of breaking down the tension that's unfolding in this new article they have out called Battle in the Himalayas. What's the latest on the tension between India and China? And is there any resolution in the near future? Um, it's very similar to what we've just spoke about, Armenia and uh, Azerbaijan. Um, the two share a, a long border, and it all started about a month ago um, regarding a road construction in the Galawan River Valley. Um, Twenty Indian soldiers have been killed, 43 Chinese have been wounded, and there are reports of soldiers on both sides that were taken hostage or taken um, by each side. Um, India still continues to work on this um, road, but China has been beefing up a lot of troops and a lot of infrastructure in the area. It's not the first time as many other um, territorial disputes. Um, and hopefully, um, with the help of the international community that is calling for de-escalation, and President Trump himself has suggested to mediate between the two countries, um, it will come down. We need to know that today um, the Times of India published that the U.S. carrier USS Nimitz is set to conduct an exercise with the Indian Navy. Maybe it's hinting something to China, maybe it wants to stand by India. I'm not sure it's going to de-escalate the tension between the two powers. Like you noted, there are countries that are using the COVID-19 outbreak to make a number of military and political moves that 
oftentimes it appears they're hoping slip under the radar. We've reported on it pretty extensively, the Chinese movement in the South China Sea and how the U.S. has moved aircraft carriers to continue scheduled drills, but basically sending a message to the Chinese that they won't be able to get away with land dispute in areas that haven't been agreed upon by the U.S. State Department as acknowledged part of China. I want to move on to a story out of Russia. There were some striking images over the weekend of protesters in a number of areas regarding a Russian governor that's currently jailed. What I found interesting, though, was that through the governor's lawyer, he was actually encouraging these protesters not to demonstrate. What's the latest? What do we know about this situation? And I do understand that he's already been replaced, that just breaking this afternoon. Yes, indeed. Uh, President Putin has issued a statement through the Kremlin saying that he has appointed another government governor for the region um, uh, from the same um, Liberal Democratic Party as Frugal. We're talking about um, the Kharaborsk uh, region uh, with along the border with China, um, and it's been almost ten days of constant demonstrations in the region. Um, on Saturday, tens of thousands have taken to the streets. Um, some reports say almost fifty thousand, um, and there are other smaller demonstrations in other um, smaller towns. Um, they began after, on July 9th, the governor, Frugal, Sergei Frugal, has been arrested for suspected murder of three businessmen in the past 15 years. Um, that was the first that it was heard of. Um, and so a lot of people have been calling the arrest a political move by Putin. It's been a um, very, um, I would say, persistent um, um, opposer to President Putin, and he's been criticizing uh, Putin that um, he's neglecting this remote, remote uh, again. Um, and he's a very persist, persistent um, opposer of President Putin, and he's been saying for a long time that uh, the president has been re, um, ignoring this remote region. Um, right after his arrest, he was flown to Moscow. Um, also, another sign that maybe it is a political thing because, according to the Russian law, if you are suspected in uh, any kind of criminal act, you are being judged in the region that you're um, accused of. Um, so the protesters are calling for one for his return, if not his release, and hoping that he will get a fair trial. As you mentioned, when he said something through his lawyer, one needs to be take it with a little bit of gra grain of salt uh, because maybe he wants to calm things down that this will, without the protesters, um, this will help him um, finally get a fair trial. You've been listening to Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. Finally, I don't want to miss our feel-good story of the week. I saw you put out a tweet about this. The queen in a knighting ceremony for a 100-year-old veteran. Tell me about what we know about this story. Oh, this is Captain Sir Tra Thomas Moore. 
Um, we know him as Captain Moore. Uh, we saw him uh, during the um, intense days of the corona crisis in U- the UK when he decided at the age of 99 to um, start walking um, as long as he can and raising money for up to six, 100th birthday. So on April 6th, he began walking in laps in, in his backyard in a nursing room and um, he was hoping at the beginning to raise a thousand pounds but he raised almost 33 million pounds which are 40 million dollars um, 1.5 million people have donated to the cause and Boris Johnson the uh, UK the British Prime Minister called him a ray of light in uh, grim uh, situation in reality um, he was knighted uh, back in May because he touched uh, the Queen so much and then on Saturday in a rare public appearance um, she knighted him with her father's sword just like the old days um, she touches each um, shoulder and then she recites something and now he is a knight so thank you, Captain Moore, for giving us all hope. The pictures from that knighting ceremony were so moving. He has this uh, new medal given to him by the Queen, and he's wearing his old army medals and using a walker at 100 years old. I also thought the laps that he was taking was so nice, this little old man in a garden, like you said, just trying to raise money for charity. And putting the focus back on healthcare workers amid the coronavirus outbreak. Such a nice piece of news amid all of these really negative stories that are unfolding around the world. That is the news roundup of stories you may have missed over the past week during the coronavirus outbreak. Senior Fox News field producer, Yonat Freeling. Yonat, thank you again for your time. Thank you, Trey, and be safe and healthy. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.